All right. Welcome to Command. Hey, episode 18, 1 8. Kevin, how are you? I am doing great. Number 18. Yeah, it's a big number. Just, uh, Feels like a. I'm excited. It's not a prime. Prime numbers are. I like prime numbers. 18 is not a prime. 18 is not a prime. That's, I mean, it's so far from a prime, it's not even, not even primable to talk about. Let's say that uh, my next favorite number would be 21. So again, not a prime. Why 21? Mm, I don't know. I think it's a Peter Forsberg hockey number. <laughs> Fair enough. Since you're almost old enough to drink, uh, when you turn 21, you'll understand more about it, Kevin. That's the good news. Right, right. You know, young fellow like yourself. And this is why we have a podcast. Nobody, I think everybody's figured out we're not 21. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, if somebody were to argue that I haven't matured past twenty-three, I wouldn't uh, debate him about it. Absolutely, I'm telling you, man. I <laughs> no question about it. We're recording this thing in the evening, uh, so that's you know that's timely because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about cookware and cooking, and you know meals and food, and it's going to be kind of just a food kind of episode and don't don't ask why you know we just we do stuff and uh, i think we both have some interest in this thing and, and uh, lately i've been doing a lot of cooking in my house and it's good and i like it i actually like to cook but i have to be uh, you know i have to psych myself up for it over time <laughs> if somebody said go cook dinner i would struggle with that how about you no i enjoy cooking so as long as we have something planned, I don't – and, well, two things. I kind of do like doing like a pantry raid and coming up with dinner out of nothing. I'm pretty good okay. at that. But I like having dinner planned. I guess it's something – I just like to know what we're we're doing. I guess I look forward to it. I'm kind of a foodie. Um, we don't get crazy with our dinners. I just like knowing what what it's going to be. So I do like I do like cooking. I hate cleaning, so my wife and I have a pretty good – deal she likes to she likes and doesn't mind doing that so we'll kind of work together and by the time the meal's ready all the big dishes are finished and then we just as a family kind of clean up gotcha. the dishes after. i i like the process i like so so that that's what i mean by i don't like to be you know, go make dinner and then figure out what to do i plan the stuff in advance i find a recipe i make sure i've got the right ingredients and i like to make them like t tonight i did a barbecue chicken quesadilla that I found a, a recipe for and man, it was good by the way. It was really good. But you know, I just, I, uh, I, I put the stuff in the cart and you know, I use the Walmart pickup thing and I go get, uh, get what I need, what I didn't already the stuff I didn't already have. Right. I actually made the chicken breast yesterday. They were leftovers. I was looking for something to do with them and came up with this. And I, you know, so the process for me thinking about it, planning it and then making it, I, uh, that's what I like to do rather than, you know, if you, if I just had to go and tonight's burger night, tonight's pork chop night, <laughs> you know, no way, man, I can't, I can't do that. No, we like to, we like to plan out a week, but, um, or maybe we just have five meals and decide what it mm -hmm. is. And we always have like one quick, easy meal just in case the day doesn't really go the way you think it's going to go. But we like grilling. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, we make a lot of, make a lot of stir fries. We eat a lot of hmm. rice okay. and then, um. Do you got to go or walk? like ta taco night or whatever. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I got a, got a carbon steel walk. Carbon so, steel. you know, season it yeah. and take care of it. That's pretty I nice. some cast iron stuff, yeah. but uh, I don't have a walk. Don't have a walk. Do you, so do you have a gas, you have a gas stove then? No, we have electric. I have, I've never had gas. I've always wanted a gas okay. stove. For a brief time when I moved to Gillette, we had propane. But it didn't work very good, and we had some leak problems, and we ended up replacing it with a cooktop. Okay. My wife talked me gotcha. into it. And I just, I've had cooktops for as long as I can remember, and I just hate hmm. them. Yeah, I actually could easily plumb gas uh, to my kitchen. My gas line is literally right below the stove. I could tee off and do it uh, without any trouble. And I, I've thought about it, and I haven't, I've, I had a gas stove as a kid. I grew up with a gas stove, actually. Uh, and I never thought to th anything about the difference, right? I mean, I just remember burning my hand and I would 
light fireworks and run outside and throw them, you know, with that stove. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's all I ever thought about, uh, a gas stove. And today, I guess, I doesn't mean I'm not a chef, right? So I guess I don't, I don't know. I, in fact, uh, it doesn't bother me not to have a gas stove. I think I'd like one. I definitely would like one of those fancy ones for the look of it. Because let's be honest, there's something to the aesthetic of some of this stuff. When you're cooking, and the, the the you said talked about being a foodie, but that's part of it, right? The the appearance and the presentation and all that stuff, and I take that pretty seriously around here. Yeah, no, I'd like to have a griddle. Like a lot of them have a yep. built-in griddle area, um, and I like that just the heat. The heat's on that's or it's right. off. You know, it's not that, right. that warm. So I'm just not a I'm not a fan of the the cooktops. I've never used an induction um, stove. I've seen them and been around friend's house that had one there they're cool yeah. but i don't know well and when i use cast iron i mean once i get it hot it doesn't matter anyway it holds heat pretty well so it doesn't even bother me to be on electric uh to tell you the truth so and i don't always use that what brand of cookware do you use so i've kind of changed over the years i guess i don't know just being a an american and you go buy stuff you got to get this whole set that's, right that's right and then, well, over time i'm like those sets are crap just go get the specific stuff you need so i have two cast iron okay. pans i have just a saucepan of no no name and then i have a non-stick skillet like a teflon i think a t-fall or okay. something and so that's all i have right now and then i have a larger stock pot for boiling water or soups or noodles and then i have i guess i have two enamel cast iron dutch ovens that i use also for, gotcha. so you've got a you've got a hodgepodge you don't have setup. a i like this brand type thing or anything like that no i kind of think that's personal opinion the wrong way to go <laughs> i think you go get the exact things you need and what you you're like probably and right. i think having that that set sucks you're probably <laughs> right um but i will counter and say i threw away a lot of stuff uh, about two years ago, and I bought Anolon, A-N-O-L-O-N. And you can buy a kit or you can buy what you want, to your point. You do not have to buy them as as a group. I bought a kit plus a few things is what I ended up doing uh, to kind of get everything I needed. But it's uh, if you haven't seen this stuff, it's very heavy duty. It's very thick. Honestly, the stuff looks like it did when I brought it brought it home. It's, it's, uh, it's the best stuff I've ever seen. Uh, and the, okay. you can use a fork with the nonstick stuff and they guarantee it for life, by the way. Well, that's pretty good because I think the nonsticks are, don't work that well. And I was kind of going with the, um, like restaurant supply mm -hmm. stores where you just get one. Pretty They've decent, got a dishwasher. for a while <laughs> and then just yeah, get rid yeah. of it. Uh, I'm with you. I, I'm the same way. I did, I did a lot of suffering over this because it's not cheap. It's not cheap. The Analon's not a cheap product. You don't get it at Walmart. Uh, you know, and I, I honestly was like, well, I read enough reviews. A, a mutual friend of ours actually told me about it. Or actually, she didn't tell me about it. Her and I were talking. And uh, and I mentioned that I was kind of in the market for some cookware, you know. You know, you know my wife. She's not, not going to be she, – she, she doesn't have detail. She's not detail-focused. <laughs> so – Right. Any kind of a purchase of a quality item that's supposed to last, that falls to me. It's just no matter what it is, that's what I do. I don't care if it's a car or whatever, right? She might have final say on whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, if I'm doing the, the research, is going to come from this guy. So anyway, you know, that's what she uses, and she's very finicky about this. So I'm like, okay. So more I got looking at it, I, I ended up I ended up picking it up, man. I got to tell you, uh, even though you're, you're cursing me because I bought the kit, uh, I, I love it. I really do. I have no complaints uh, about it. And, you know, you can buy single stuff uh, and all that, but it's Yeah, I'm looking good. it up here. It looks looks pretty nice. And and that might be something I might look at because we're – our nonstick pan, we've had it for almost a year, and it's about it's, – it's okay. Yeah. But it, it just wears out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's And that's the thing. I haven't had that issue with this, and – I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty careful when I cook. You know, I try not to bang stuff around. I take good care of stuff. My wife's not. She's, she, you know, she's the person. If they say you can put a fork in something, 
it's probably some some you know they did it for her is, is what i'm saying because uh, she's a get her done kind of kind of a cook so anyway so you have this analon accolade is that what you have or advanced, advanced. there's all kinds of yeah. different i've got the analon advanced advanced right on I'll have to check it out. Good. Yeah. Tip. Well, anyway, I mean, I just, the only reason I bring it up, I was just curious what you're, cause I, you know, I like cast iron too. In fact, a lot of stuff, I prefer a lot of the primal stuff. Cause there's a lot of primal recipes out there. And a lot of that calls for cast iron. I don't know why, you know, people get hung up on stuff, but uh, so I do a lot of cast iron too, uh, which I like. And I've got, well, I think a good cast iron pan will last oh, you a lifetime. Yeah. I started buying, I don't know if you remember, I started buying, and looking around for some old stuff and then restoring it. I do it. remember that, yeah. And so I have a couple of of really nice, like, number 10 cast irons. They're not real big, mm -hmm. but they're, they work for what we do. And then I have one griddle that was just a um, a lodge. And there's nothing wrong with lodge. It's just a lot rougher than what the, the old cast iron is. We used is. to sell lodge uh, in our shop down in Colorado. And it was, I mean, honestly, versus now, I don't know where they're at today, but at the time, I mean, it was, uh, you know, about as good as you could get at a, at a retailer, uh, versus the, the, the Chinese made GSI or whatever type stuff, you know, it was a little thicker, a little heavier duty, uh, certainly nothing, uh, to your point, if you're looking for something fancy, I'm sure there's a lot better. I'm sure the old stuff was definitely a lot better, but you know, it seemed to, it seemed to, you know, meet the needs of folks. Yeah, no, it works just fine. The only, it's just rougher surface is the only complaint. Some people like it, some people sure. don't. I don't, I don't know that it really makes a whole lot of difference in your cooking. I don't think it sticks more or anything. Well, that's a, you know, that's a, you know, do you know what do you know about Teflon? By the way, uh, you know, I, I got I got into the nose stick, and of course, I had to take a look and figure out where Teflon came from. What do you know about it? Do you know anything about it? Not, not much. I, b I believe it's made by DuPont. It, it was. Um, it was invented by accident. I'm, I'm guessing it's... Yeah. So that's kind of one of my sticks. So I'm guessing all this is not good for ah. us. <laughs> well, they use it in catheters. No they use it in surgical things. Uh, you know, it's it's a friction. I mean, it's, it's very slick for a solid. It's one of the slickest things there is. So literally, it's like they use it in a lot of medical procedures, too. So, uh, and there's... I mean, there's not much to it. It looks like it's a, a fluorocarbon and fluorine so i mean naturally occurring elements mixed together but that carbon fluorine bond is what makes it so frictionless uh so it's got like one of the least least amounts of friction for any solid is what what it's saying here and so yeah they use it for different surgical things too okay yeah i didn't know if it was good or bad i mean you hear so much stuff like i'd say with the internet anymore I don't even know what to believe anymore. <laughs> well, and again, <laughs> you can. Find I, I'm not. I'm not defending the stuff. Either way, you want yeah. those ships to go. I'm through. not defending the stuff like it's but. good for you or any of that. But I, I can tell you this: if you know what I do know is it is fatal to birds. So I used to keep birds a long time ago before we knew each other. I kept. Uh, I had a parrot and we had a cockatiel. And one of the things that was absolutely true was if that stuff, if you don't, you know, if you let it burn, like if you leave it on your stove and, and it gets hot enough and starts burning off, it will kill the bird. So um, if you try to bake the stuff off your pan, you know, by cooking it too hot. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be <laughs> inhaling. That would be good for you. It definitely would kill a bird. It was super, super dangerous. Yeah, so, but, you know, that's just using it regularly. I mean. I don't know. I've, I've never, I've actually, so yeah, you're right. It's probably not good for us to eat in general, but I've never, I, it's so slick. I don't know how it could do anything in your body other than pass right through to be frank. Uh, you know, you, you know, what I'm no, I think it's the fumes. I think the fumes is yeah. what was, is what I've oh. heard is not good. Like that getting into your food. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I kind of mentioned carbon fiber walk. There's carbon fiber pans now, and if you take care of them right, I guess they're slicker than any carbon fiber pans. Are huh? not carbon fiber. I'm sorry, carbon steel. Oh, carbon, carbon steel. steel. Sorry. See, too much steel. carbon, you think it would rust. I can't imagine how that could be slick. Well, it's the same as as cast iron, where you don't, you know, oh. you, you dry it and coat it. Oh, like okay, I got you. You got to take care of it, but got it. It's not natural. But I guess they're just a, something you. Seasoned. seasoned, yeah, got yeah, it. it's gotta be seasoned. Oh, did you know Gore-Tex is also the same material? 
It's a floral polymer <laughs> polymer membrane with micropores. Yeah, it's crazy. See, that's making it. It seems like it's. I'm less interested the more I learn. <laughs> it's it's also used in the production of carbon fiber composites. Well, the reason I got thinking about cookware, Kevin, is we were talking about the 50s last week. So, you know, I don't just come up with these things uh, magically. Literally, that's what made me start thinking about all the inventions back then and all these products. And I'm actually listening to another podcast, and we don't usually talk about other podcasts, but it's the history of the Bronco. It just came out. You know, they re-released the Bronco. I don't know if you're... I don't. We never really talk right. cars, but uh, I, I was yeah. a big. I'm a big SUV fan. When I say that, the you know the real SUV type stuff, Jeeps and things like. I love that stuff from back in the day. But anyway, they re-released this thing, and they these guys did a podcast. And I just listened to episode one this morning. I actually sent it to another buddy. He's a big big Bronco fan. But you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff, and I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, misrepresent. I think. Uh, I think it was wasn't you and I that were talking about, but. A little bit on the podcast, we got into it. And that's how everything wasn't, you know, roses and cream or whatever in that period of time either. There was a lot of, a lot of people didn't want to go to space, right? There's a lot of people that felt that was a waste of money. And maybe it was, uh, you know, we were building nuclear weapons. We were in the cold war. There was a lot of negativity happening in, happening in this country for sure. But, you know, I guess I always try to look back at what, what came out of it. And, uh, and so anyway, that's how. That's how cookware came up. And then I was like, you know, we didn't always have the pots and pans like we do today and the cookware and all the little things that make, you know, a kitchen work and make it easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to your point, I think the 50s and the 60s are where where it really started to have this set, right? Like this this complete set that matched right. the colors. Yeah. And like that's kind of where that – I think that's where that era started. And I – like I said, just my personal opinion is um, you just find the best tool for the job. Yep. So there's probably not a kit that has all the best tools, but right. as you figure out what tools you need, you go out there and you find them and buy the, the one you well, want. We were both mechanics. It's the same situation. You know what I mean? You, you can't, you can't buy a socket set that has every socket you need. You know what I mean? You have to piece a lot of stuff together to make it work. And that's how any, any tool set you're right. And, and it, you can you can apply that I think anywhere. They have the kits that are convenient. Yeah, same with, same with knives. I've stopped buying knife sets. I buy each individual that knife. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't bought knives in a long time. Ever since you turned me on to that sharpener, I haven't bought a knife. I, I actually find that sharpener works very well. Which one was that? The oh, the one. just the stone. No, the electric one. Now, oh, you do the electric. I hand one? sharpen all my pocket knives you know i've got quite a few of those i hand sharpen all of those just on a diamond stone but i use that the, you know that electric one you turned me on to it yeah the the chef, chef, chef made or something or... yeah i don't i don't know what it's called anyway i bought one of those and it does a great job i mean i follow the directions right to the t and i you know slice tomatoes no problem as soon as i'm done yeah i think for your yeah i think for just a, a kitchen knife like nothing that's nothing special that's, that's right. the way that's to do right. it i'd like fancy knives again I'm not a chef. I'm just, uh, I enjoy it from time to time. So I just needed to cut the stuff without cutting my hand off. <laughs> right, right. No, I buy those Victrinox kitchen oh, knives. They're are great. They? Okay. You'd have to send me a link. Plastic handle. That's forever. Gotcha. Mine are all metal. I actually don't even know the brand, to tell you the truth. They, they have a metal handle and the blade's metal. And uh, I know they're not, I'm sure they're, is it, what's, what is it, stamped? Is that the cheap one? Yeah. Yeah. That's stamped. what I have been stamped. I'm sure of that. And, uh, you know, I've had them for a few years. Like I said, I just ever since I started sharpening them, because <laughs> I didn't do that before. And, you know, you go through knife sets. And, but I, there was no way I was going to sit on a little diamond stone and sharpen these knives. It's just to me, it was like if I could go, I can go, go down to Walmart for 50 bucks and buy a new set. That was way, way worth it versus the hours I would spend hand sharpening a set of kitchen knives. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, another thing, as I got rid of, I don't have any steak knives. Like, that's oh, that's not a thing. We just cut our food on a cutting board, like, and then put it on our plate. So I really? Cut, up, cut up my steak into how I like to eat it. Get like, out of here. Really? Strips. Yeah. All right. I've never, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. I don't know. Just cutting on a plate with a knife is messes it up. 
<laughs> and half of those serrated ones just tear the meat. It's a pain True. in the ass. Just, yeah. I cut it with a good knife. On, and I go down. Well, that actually sounds fairly smart. So I, I like that. I like that. I just, uh, I like the presentation of the steak on the plate. That's where I would see. We talked about that earlier. And I like that. But you'll see a lot of, there are a lot of like fancy steak restaurants. If you look up pictures of steak, it's going to be sliced coming at you. Sometimes. I've been to some very nice restaurants, Kevin. Right, right. That don't. But I've just I've just seen some where they do. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> now I can tell you this, I've also had a dull steak knife at a restaurant, which is really irritating. Or or when you have a steak feed, like maybe where you work, and then you <laughs> get like a, a foam <laughs> foam plate and then maybe you actually have a real knife and you're trying to uh, either cut, cut right through the bottom of it. Yeah. Plastic knives. What a pain. Yeah. Well, oh dear. Oh dear. Well, all right. So that's, (laughs) yeah. Now, so we've, we've covered, man. What about bakeware? So you're a baker though. You, so is there anything special about your bakeware? Not really. I bake my bread in a enamel Dutch oven. And so like my Dutch ovens are just lodge brand. Mm, One's lodge, one's some other brand. I got it like Macy's. Okay. And then, so I have two of those. So that's where I do all my soups and stews, and I bake, like, sourdough bread mm-hmm. in there. Um, any stone? Yeah, that's about it. No, I don't have any. I, I would like to have a pizza stone we have, or a pizza steel, but I can't decide which one, so I don't have either. I don't know the brand, but back in the, and this is our Colorado days, Kevin, so, golly, this was the late 90s, I think. Angie started, I think she was a member of a club or something that, you know, the, the parties, uh, that they do, you, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, they yeah, go to yeah. each other's houses and they do shows and stuff anyway. So she's a member of this thing and we started buying stoneware and dude, I'm telling you, we still have it. This like, we got the pizza stone and, you know, she would have come home and season it. We've got a cookie sheet. We've got a bunch of stoneware and including like what I would say would be a Dutch oven, made out of stone. Um, but -hmm. it doesn't, I mean, maybe not, maybe it's not a Dutch oven. I don't know the right definition for it, but that's what I think of when I look at it too. But I love that stuff. Uh, and I don't know that I would have ever went out and bought it. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, (laughs) we use that cookie sheet thing all the time. Uh, actually. That's cool. Yeah. I just use for sheet pans. I just go to restaurant supply store and buy like restaurant Mm -hmm. sheet pans and then put um, parchment paper on them. Yep. And I've got some of those too, but uh, we just, this one we have, we just had it since back then. And it's uh, probably a quarter sheet, I think, uh, you know, because yeah. we got, we just got a regular, regular size oven, but uh, maybe it's a half. No, it's got to be a quarter. I bet. It, I, I really don't know. No, it's a half. It's a half sheet. I can already tell you that. But it's, uh, I definitely cool. just like stuff that lasts. Yeah. Well, that's my point is how long that thing has lasted. It's fascinating. It works the way it's supposed to. You know, I've got some stainless steel bowls, right? Just big, giant mixing bowls. Three of them. I got them in a kit <laughs> at Costco, you know, back in, you know, God, had, had, we lived here, so 11, 12 years ago. But that's, you know, to your point about restaurant stuff, you know, that's kind of what they were selling this stuff for because they're pretty big. Dude, I still use, we, we, they, they look brand new. And this stuff has lasted, and we use them literally. That's it. Those are our those are our mixing bowls. We have three of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. I got. I I kind of purged my kitchen of plastic stuff mm, over the last few years. I really feel about I just, plastic, Kevin. Well, no, I just. I want. I like metal and glass. Like I just like. That's why I prefer no to, Tupperware. So just over time, as we replace stuff, I went metal and glass. But I have some um, steel mixing bowls that have. Kind of a rubber bottom mm-hmm. to them, so they're kind of nice. And then some glass ones. Gotcha. Yeah, I like those steel ones. Ours don't, they don't have any rubber on them or whatever. They're just plain metal. And, but, you know, they're thick enough that they, there's never, they've never dented. They've never did anything. I mean, they're great. They're great. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on getting stuff that lasts. That I, that, that I agree with. Yeah, I wish I would have. Thought of that earlier in life. I could have saved a few bucks. Well, I, you know, I always think about it, but oftentimes, you know, there's a, there's a, especially early on when you're, when you're just starting out in life or with a family, 
you know, there's definitely something you have to weigh out there because you, I've always wanted quality. I couldn't always afford quality. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's always that, that difficulty uh, a person has to go through. And yeah, this, this might seem like a great idea that Analon, there's no way I would have bought Analon. You know, to, to me, T-Fall was the top of the line when we first got married. You know what I mean? That was something I looked up to. Oh, sure. <laughs> we had yeah, hand-me-down yeah, pots sure. and pans prior to that, right? Well, I bought an all, you know, wanting to be watching the Food Network and wanting to be a chef. I bought a whole set of all-clad, just all stainless yep. steel pans, but where they're laminated with copper. And okay. I just, I'm not that good of a cook with them, and like a lot of stuff stuck, and yep. it's irritate me and i see people cook successfully with them i'm just i don't i'm with you yeah so that's why i kind of got away from those that's why i've stuck with the non-stick for that reek so i had i tried the plain steel ones too and they work fine and you know did all right but uh you know i don't have a dishwasher like a you know a, a person paid to come <laughs> wash the dishes in the house so it was angela or i and yeah if you screwed something up man getting those things clean was oh a nightmare yeah, yeah, and I think the more you scratch them, then the more it gets. grooves and stuff they had in them. I don't know. It just I wasn't that good with. It. I kind of wish I had one every once in a while to sear stuff, but I just use the the cast mm -hmm. iron works great for that. Right on, right on. All right, well, let's. Uh, what do you got next year? I think this next uh, segment is I'll let you run it. Yeah, and just talk quick about backpacking food what we like to take mm -hmm. and maybe even camping food because to me they're similar but can be two different things and then uh, we we're talking about a favorite meal for both camping and backpacking and also we were talking about it just in general with our favorite recipe for cooking but for backpacking i really like i really like the mountain house meals um they work great and then in similar items to that. Um, let's see. I tried, I, I try all the different kinds. Like I try every kind. I try every brand. Okay. I tried some, I tried some ones from Patagonia oh, yeah? here this last camping trip. And I bought two. One I haven't eaten, which is like a red bean chili. And the other one was like a lentil, but I put too much water in it. It was super oh. bland. So I ended up putting olive oil and I doctored it with a, pack of ramen so gotcha. i guess i can't really rate how well that that one is because i i just added too much water now those are the patagonia they're more like soup like you say a vegetarian type thing right soups and things like that yeah yeah the two i found so interestingly enough we went to mount rainier um whatever first week mm -hmm. of august on the way down we stopped have to drive through seattle so we stopped at the 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 big rei okay. in seattle um walked in they had zero backpacking food except for these two items I'll be damned. they had about five packages of the red beans and about the lentils all the other mountain house every other brand completely gone and they usually have this huge section yep, of right everything you can think of so i don't know if that's some of it's from people camping and backpacking this year and some of it's from people prepping well there was a run on that but stuff you, you earlier because uh, you know some of these companies in fact mountain house was one of them they were they were really stepping up production uh to keep up with demand so yeah i think you're right there's a combination there's a pretty big run on inventory because normally those turns i so I, I can enlighten a little bit on the outdoor buying cycle and it's not a on-demand situation. So you've heard of outdoor retailer uh, used to be in Salt Lake City, you know, and there was it happened. So there yeah. was really two of them that happened. And so you would buy if I wanted something for spring, there was an August show. So I would go to the August show, and that's where you place your orders for Mountain House. And that was in fact that was one that we used to buy, and and a few others and, and other products too. And then, then, and then from there, that's what the the company would decide what their winners and losers losers were that were new, right? I mean, the standard stuff always stuck, but they they'd kind of test market at the show, so they'd bring enough to sample. You know, it could be fabrics, could be all kinds of things. We would buy and we would place orders. Us, me, all the retailers in the outdoor industry would show up to this place and, and place our orders for, and if you didn't make it to the show, you could still do it with your rep or whatever, but you'd place orders for spring and then they would go into production. So they didn't necessarily have all that produced ahead of time. So in this instant case, 
you've got a situation where you have a long-term cycle and plan, and now they're caught, you know, with their hands down. They usually make a little bit extra, you know, to fill some small orders because, you know, you know, mom and pop Jones over here might have a run or need some extra. So they definitely make extra, but, you know, typically right now they're starting to manufacture for next year. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not surprising to see that, see that they were kind of out after that run we had earlier this year. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a good brand. There's that backpacker pantry, which I've never found really a meal in that brand that I care for. They're fine, I like the fettuccine. but they're not that great. Um, good to go is kind of a, a vegetarian, more based one that I, I like a lot. And then I see a lot of people on the internet do, um, packet gourmet, which look like really mm. good ones, but I've never, I've never purchased them. They I think they're a little bit on the spendier okay. side. And then I heard of a uh, peak refuel, um, which is some the guy that one of the guys that started the company is like an ex UFC fighter oh. or a former oh, UFC fighter. Oh, does that advertise um, on? They got some interesting meals. Okay. They're expensive though, so they're about fifteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars per oh. packet. But it looks like it looks like they're about eight hundred, nine hundred, eight hundred. 850 to 1,000 calories, so that could be sp split pretty easily. So then maybe it makes it more. Mm -hmm. It's still on the oh, higher God. side. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like bite, bison ranch mashers. I'm on their website. Okay. Elk ragu pasta. Cool. Homestyle chicken rice, beef stroganoff, chili mac. Speaking of which, I like the stroganoff in the mountain house, but chili mac might be my favorite. Interesting. Interesting. I I am a uh, I'm a stroganoff guy too for Mountain House. I got two meals that I like um, specifically. I mean, I I eat most of them. I don't like anything with red sauce because of the army because of MREs. Had bad experiences with red sauce stuff. So uh, I like the stroganoff. That's my number one. I can eat it most every meal. That's not true. I would get sick of it. But I usually rotate between that and then the backpackers pantry fettuccine and chicken or whatever. I really like both of those. Those are my two go-tos when we go out. Yeah, I like, as far as that brand, I like that. I like the biscuits and gravy. I can eat okay. that also. But any of those too much, like too often, I just get sick of them. I need. There's one that's a. I wish I didn't, but I didn't need variety. Salisbury steak sure. and potatoes. I can't, is there one of those? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's is chicken and potatoes or something. Good. Uh, the girls love it, and I I do too. I actually like it uh, not as much as they do because it's a little it's a little more complicated to make. And that's one place that I am not a chef and do not enjoy cooking, and that is in the backcountry. Um, a lot of people there's some gourmet people out there, Kevin. You know that they make. I mean, they are really get carried away with their meals in the back. I not me. <laughs> Dump water in, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I I and I'm just like I would say I'm one. I agree with you. I'm just kind of one step. I don't mind boiling something for a few mm -hmm. minutes. Like, so like I'll do a lot of, um, well, the easiest one that is, um, Idaho and potatoes. Sure. Yeah. Like that's just pour any sort of water. You can pour cold water in it and eat them. Well, like those yeah. work. Yeah. That's you mix right. that with like some that's beef right. jerky or something yeah. and, and that's pretty good. Or, um, but I do, I do like pasta side. So I'll take like a, um, my favorite one's the like the cheddar broccoli with like spiral pasta, okay. and then I I put a excuse me I put a spam single in there, gotcha. and that is my that's my favorite. I like that. I can huh. eat that every day. Interesting, interesting. Uh, <laughs> what about so when you're what about camping? Well, hold on a second. We got to you know I wrote. I wrote down a dessert. So you, you ask in here what my favorite backpacking food was and camping food. And, you know, you talked about a lot of good things in the, uh, in the, the back back country pantry as it were. But one thing that we like to do in that, and, and I almost can't go backpacking without it anymore, at least one night. And that is our, we do a stovetop s'more. So we just use our, our cook stove to cook the marshmallow uh, and then we do it with the graham crackers and white uh, chocolate, white chocolate Reese's cups. Dude. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Dude. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, not just not just a little bit good, but we have to carry them. And this is back to plastic. We carry them in in a Tupperware container so we don't smash the graham crackers. Uh, sure, and sure. It, there's never we're never we never have trouble getting one of us to volunteer to carry the extra weight for the s'mores. Uh, <laughs> right. The s'mores. Uh, no, thing. that sounds that sounds. Like oh, fun. it's good. Yeah, we did that on accident once, and I told you that story. We took a we had a we had a friend, and we were uh, in Tennessee, and we had to he had a birthday when we were out there, and my wife carried a cheesecake for him it was his favorite thing so she carried this cheesecake wrapped up in a tupperware container for two days before we got to get to it it was good but it was good man it was really good it was good though yeah that's funny no i like yeah i'd I'd say like that pasta dish is one of my favorites and just eating food in general like i'll usually take some candy Mm -hmm. or or uh yeah, some like jelly beans or something are, are kind of good when you're when you're hiking. Adelaide's a skittle. And then camping, person. we pretty much do the same. We pretty much when we car camp, pretty much take the same type of food. Gotcha. Um, we may do like hot dogs over the fire once in a while, but we really don't do any any cooking when we're camping. Because I again, like you, I just like it simple. Yep. I don't like dragging all that stuff with me and trying to clean it. Yep. And, I've got a nacho recipe that I'll do camping which it doesn't require a lot of cleanup and uh, I, I literally it's in my cast iron pan just to brown the beef and that's other than that everything else is you know you cut on a cutting board right onions and all the stuff that you kind of just kind of make it but then we, we pre-make the the pico for them and then you just lay some chips out or whatever so that's probably my favorite but to your point it's one that you know we're going to be there for a couple of days and that's kind of like you know <clears throat> The campsite is just kind of that's the point of the activity, <laughs> not not biking or doing anything else. And then I don't that's but that's about as complicated as I like to get car camping too. no nothing more. Now, other than that, we'll do mountain house too. car camping. Why not? I mean, it's what's for. Yeah. Yeah. We take our backpacking stoves and we um, we take the bigger pot. We have bigger yep. pots that hold a little more like two liters of water um, to make it easier. But yeah, we'll do like macaroni and cheese oh, or. Pasta sides or just whatever, and I just boil it for like half the time, and then put it in a like a homemade that koozie. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Camping uh, again, same thing. I mean, I've seen people get really complicated uh, with uh, you know. I had a friend, God, you know those big Camp Chef uh, burners that you cook your propane. Oh, yeah. So he and this guy, so his name is Charles, and he he actually worked for me at that that uh, surplus store. And he, so he would go camping, but he, and he, he took me a couple of times too, but he actually was a actual chef, you know, and that was his trade prior to, to working there. And he actually went back to it, but, uh, yeah, dude, he would take that up there and the, the meals he would make were to me, I wouldn't try to do them at home. And he's, I mean, he's just, he'd cook everything right there on this giant camp chef thing. And they were delicious and no problem, man. It was, uh, I'd clean, I'd even help clean up. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. was his thing, right? That's what he liked to do. So, yeah, I, I tried that for a while. It just, just wasn't for me to take all that stuff with me. And and I, a couple meals that I will make, I haven't for years. But so we used to take. Um, this is one of my favorites. So take the corned beef hash in a mm-hmm. can, right? And then like open both sides so you slide it through so it's still like a can shape. Okay. Yeah. And then cut it in maybe thirds or fourths. So you have a disc, and then take the can and put it in tinfoil and make like a a tinfoil deal with the can, with the shape of the uh-huh. can, and then put your little disc or your puck of hash brown in there or a uh, corned beef hash in there, and then put a little divot in it, and then put an egg in it, and then fold the tinfoil up like oh, a wow. tent, and then set it on the fire and let it just oh, cook, dude. and then you just open it up and you got hash. Oh, and that's eggs. slick, like, man. Those are pretty good. That's like a when I was a kid, that was one I yeah. really liked. And then, then I always like like brookies or something. You get some brookies and some some flour, and then just flour them up and there fry them like while you're camping and eat those. That's I like fish like that or trout. Yeah, in fact, I I I will bring trout home and eat them um, when I'm you know really in the mood. But generally, I only like to eat them if we're camping. Otherwise, right. I just and toss it just them back. tastes better. It's just know. yeah, that's right, that's right. So those are the things that I like. I mean, I've tried different stuff over the years. I think, remember I had that mountain man grill mm-hmm. where you drive the steak in the ground and you could put it over. It was just a pain in the ass. 
<laughs> funny we used to sell those too and i thought the same thing when we were selling them <laughs> like yeah this will be cool now the guy nah. the guy that invented those actually he uh he came in and sold it directly to us by the way that wasn't something i got at a show he literally was selling them place to place and i i bought i think three of them from him to sell and ah, <laughs> i don't know if we ever sold them. <laughs> they caught on eventually but then there was a little bit Hard to explain to people. Yeah, just it seemed neat, like a yeah. neat idea, but that was kind of when I was. I think YouTube could sell that. Turn into like those bushcraft. Yep, days. that's right. I was like, man, maybe I'm a bushcraft. And this was kind of <laughs> early on in that, right? So I think if we would have had, and we YouTube was around, but not like it, not like it is today. You know, he could have made a good good video with that thing, dude. He could have sold millions of them back then. Because I mean, it yeah, post nine eleven. That was probably like five years. Yep. Or, Five or eight years early, probably yeah, for him. It was right after nine eleven. You know, people were starting to think about that kind of stuff, and prepping was kind of, you know, taking off. I guess or mainstreaming, right? They were putting it on the History Channel and all those places. But yeah, that, I love that stuff. I, 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 I actually, you know, that I, I miss uh, being involved in that industry because uh, it was just I, no. That so much that fun. would be a neat. That that would be a neat industry for sure. Like I could sit around and talk to people about gear. Yeah, exactly. That's all you do. <laughs> and help people find gear like all day long. Yep. That would just I would enjoy that. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, it was. It was just that was it was a lot of fun. And even talking to the manufacturers, right? They'd come out and they'd tell you what they had going, what their ideas were, and man, that was just it was it was kind of cool. You felt if you were an insider, right? When you went, especially when you went to the big shows in in Salt Lake or Vegas. You were an insider and you got to see the stuff before they were out to the public. So you knew what the new colors were going to be next year for sleeping bags or whatever, you know, stupid stuff, but it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, I think it'd be great. And I like, I mean, I like trying different kinds of food, right? Where they're all over. So I enjoy doing it for camping and backpacking too. If I see a new brand, I'll check it out. Um, if they're too expensive, I might try it once. But right. um, I'd say that you, if you're over, I think five to six bucks is okay. You start getting like over seven, and I start losing interest. Yeah, that's about my max right there too. I'm with you. I uh, and there, you know, there's a trade off because you, you, uh, I don't, you, you started at one point in time uh, doing your own dehydrated food. Yeah, I was never very successful with it. It's just kind of pretty hard. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't that great. Oh, okay. Um, I think your, your, uh, your in-laws, your brother-in-law, like we went hunting one time and his wife had made a bunch of pre-dehydrated meals and they were, they were very okay. good. Like she had her stuff down, but like mine, like the pasta just fell apart oh. and all the effort it took. Um, it, I just didn't enjoy it. Yep. So I'd rather just buy, I mean, pasta sides are cheap. I mean, you can get. You can get those Idaho and potatoes for like less than <laughs> That's a buck. Right. Like you, you can take that. That's and some right. Beef jerky. I mean, you can go really cheap. You don't need to spend a lot of money. Mountain House is very convenient. That, that, that's I it. get sick of it after a little yeah. while. Yeah, and we've taken trips where we went and just raided the Walmart aisles, right? And there's there's a lot of good videos out there with, with people that can give you some great ideas on on what to find too. And I've done that tuna packets, for example, and you know stuff that I would have you know. And I'll tell you where I. I was really a master chef was in the army, right? With MREs. And then you would bring other stuff with you, you know, to church things up. And, you know, all the guys were, well, I mean, that was like the highlight, highlight of our, our days, you know, churching up the MRE and making it worth a damn type thing. But yeah, so it's kind of fun to go to Walmart and just kind of, you know, shop around and, and try to figure out what you could put together. That's got a lot of calories, lightweight and cheap. That's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like some of those instant like soups, like just your just soup base, mm -hmm. you can add the stuff and add a lot of That's flavor, right. or or just have like some hot broth to drink is good. Um, I think one of my like I always carry a deal like a little jar of olive oil and one of tapatio hot sauce. Oh, okay. If your food's not going so good, like it's a good flavor yep. change. So the olive oil actually, I mean, adds a ton more That's calories. Right. And the hot sauce can just change it up, just just spark something a little bit different. And you're maybe you're getting a little sick of your the um, stroganoff or something. Just 
throw that in a totally different right, meal. Right, right. All right, brother. Well, let's see here. We Did we get through our list? Like so, what's your favorite recipe just for cooking at home lately? Uh, it's a, it's a, well, I haven't, it, lately is not the right word, but it's still my favorite. Uh, shashika, shashika. It's a Greek thing. Uh, shakshuka. shakshuka. Like tomatoes and tomatoes, eggs, eggs and uh, lamb. Nice. Uh, yeah, there is a, there's a primal yep. recipe version of it from Mark's Daily Apple. And that's what I do in cast iron and it's got the little red tomatoes and everything. And yeah, oh dude, I love it. I mean, absolutely love it. And the only thing I don't like about it is the there's enough garlic in there that it makes the house smell for a long time. So I don't do it very often these days, but that's probably my favorite to cook, just because I feel like I've made some cool dish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I don't mine changes. So we've been making some um some like chicken tacos. Mm -hmm like kind of street tacos or maybe kind of like Chipotle type tacos or we do burrito bowls a lot sure. too versus just having, but I take, um, take chicken and then I marinate it in the, you can buy the Chipotle's in adobo sauce or you can just to, to buy like Chipotle sauce and I buy the sauce that's already blended mm -hmm. up and I just marinate it that overnight and then I grill or fry the, not fry, but grill or pan burnt sear the chicken gotcha. and it gets kind of sweet and crusty and it's really good so we do that i've been enjoying making pizzas this this year i think with the pandemic sure. just everybody spending more time at home i've enjoyed making pizza yeah i like we like to do grilled pizza we've enjoyed that too and then shrimp steak we've got a lobster, great whatever. uh what, what do you, I can't think of the fish right now, but a salmon taco thing, like a, like you said, like a street taco thing, but oh, they're yeah. uh, salmon yeah. taco. Oh man. A Angela cooks those typically, but it's really good. Really, really good. It makes you feel like you're yeah, actually. Yeah, we had shrimp last cool. night. I made some awesome shrimp last night. I made like a honey, what was it called? It was like a honey garlic shrimp on the grill. So I marinated some shrimp in. Honey, soy sauce, um, garlic, and then red pepper, mm -hmm. and then I grilled yeah. it. They were awesome. And then lobster was on sale, those little rock lobster tails at the store. Yeah. So I grabbed one of those and cooked it on my grill yesterday, too. Cool. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, there. I mean, that's one problem is, you know, the no, the, the internet has so many recipes, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's good, but at the same time, sometimes it can be absolutely irritating <laughs> to find something and, and get it uh, pared down. And I'm not really into the whole, I want to read your life story for seven pages before we get to the recipe. So no, I just scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. I don't give a yeah. shit. Just give me the ingredients. I get the basic idea of the cooking technique. Got That's it. right. I'm yeah. Out. And Mark's Daily, so yeah, that's one place I do get a lot of recipes is Mark's Daily Apple because I haven't looked on there in He'll years. feature recipes, and you know, even if you're not into the whole primal thing, they're still really good. I mean, just you know, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong. I'm veering back towards the primal thing, I think. So I'm changing. I'm talking about it this week. I'm changing what I'm doing. Not working for me, and I'm having lots of problems with inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm gonna start eliminating things but i think i'm eliminating one at a there time to see to kind of zero in saying, instead yeah. just reckon because one of the things that i don't like to do what my biggest hang up against primal and keto and all that is um it's not sustainable all the time so like for example we just talked about backpacking yep. food well i tried to camp last year uh keto <laughs> <laughs> And I'm eating salami. I, I'm sure I wasn't following it right. I'm eating salami. I'm sucking down packages of. Uh, I'm rolling ham up and then like squirting a whole package of cream cheese on it. And I'm just like, I, I feel like this is not. And it's not a place to have have your uh, your digestive That's system right. change a lot, right. right? Like you need to be kind of more in tune with things. Yeah. The only reason I like so, primal was it was it gave enough latitude 
you know, because you you weren't you ate fruits and vegetables and in those kinds of things. If you're trying to lose weight, right, you would kind of cut the fruit out or whatever. But you know, really, it was less packaged food. At least that's what I took away from it. I know that's the purist would argue with yeah. me, but that's kind of how I and I still call it that, even though I know I don't. You know, I never really followed it a hundred percent, but it's the closest right. thing that I could come but up. But you with. would eat. You would say it's probably like more of a. Your diet's more low carb than yeah, low carb, clean carb eating diet. is what I would call it. That's the difference. Yeah. So I could go low carb and still eat junk food, but I wasn't stripping buns off of hamburgers. You see what I'm saying? It was I was trying yeah. to eat quality so, food. I'm not saying this is the way everybody should eat, but for the next, I took a picture, a screenshot of what I was going to do. But um, so I'm kind of gonna, I'm gonna key in on a few main things. I'm gonna eat. Um, yogurt, oats, some fruit. Um, I'm going to supplement with a little bit of protein, either shakes or bars a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, meat, fish, lean meats, eggs, uh, like sweet potatoes, maybe a little bit of regular potatoes and vegetables. Like I'm going to try to really simplify what I'm eating. Gotcha. So basically, if you look at that, I'm kind of cutting out wheat. Sure. Basically, I guess if I were to say I'm cutting something out, but I'm going to try that for, I'm going to give it a few weeks and then, and then I might change that up. I'm not real big into processed food. So that's where I kind of get away from the, this was a suggestion where I get away from the bars and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'd rather get my protein from food than whey protein, but I gotcha. don't know. That's just yeah. my thought. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, man. Well, good luck with that. I think I got to do something. Gonna, I think it'll be interesting to hear how that plays out. For sure. I don't know if you felt that or heard that buzz. Sorry, I forgot to turn off my phone. My son sent me a text. I'm good. So now i got to finish all my beer before this starts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a guy tell me I lost some weight you know, a few years back, and I was brewing beer at the time, and everybody just laughed at me. And I did it, goddamn. <laughs> I lost weight when I still drank beer. So, <laughs> And that yeah. was hard to do, but I was never a heavy drinker. I just, I, but I would drink like two beers a night. I mean, you know, so there's, I mean, shoot, four or 500 calories sometimes in beer. Yeah, I probably have six beers a week if I, but I don't always have beer. I might have, I might substitute one night of two. So I'll either have two beers or I might have a glass of whiskey Got one it. night or, but not every yeah. night. Just when yeah, I feel like it. All right, brother. Well, uh, I think it's time to say adios. I want to thank everybody for listening to Command A. Send a link to your friends. Uh, this is the place we talk about everything. And tonight it was about cookware and recipes and backpacking food. So we try to keep at least a theme going. <laughs> episode to episode. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to Command A. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, we might be talking about computer monitors and hubs port hubs next week because i might be in the the market (laughs) so yes huge thank you spend your time with us share with your friends and stay tuned for future episodes contact us at cmda podcast at gmail.com for any questions future topics or to even be a guest thank you folks